Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Exodus 17, the Old Testament reading for Septuagesima. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb. You shall strike the rock and water shall come out of it and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. This is God's word. How many of you know the name Jake Angeli? Sounds like a good Iron Mountain name, doesn't it? Good Iron County maybe name. There's a lot of Angelis around here. This guy's not a youper. He's got a couple other names, but he's also known as the QAnon Shaman. Or maybe you know him better as the weird guy with buffalo horns on his head that went into the U.S. Capitol and was standing in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's seat. I don't think many of us can forget that image. Well, Mr. Anjali, Mr. Q. Anon Shaman, was arrested back in Arizona. He apparently got back to Arizona before he was finally arrested. And he told the authorities that he refused to eat unless he was given a proper organic diet that he claimed was Essential to his religious and physical well-being. Well, the authorities in Arizona, they, they helped him out. But he's since been moved to Washington, D.C., and they're not being as helpful with him. He's since said he refuses to eat unless he is given the proper diet he requires. I have personally never quite understood the purpose of a hunger strike, but that's what he is apparently doing. Perhaps it's because I've never been in a position where I felt I was being compromised in such a way that I needed to get my point across by starving myself. You can theoretically live for three, maybe even four weeks without food. What your body will begin to do to yourself in that time will be quite ugly. And we've all seen photos and video of starving, emaciated children, especially in Africa. What happens when you starve yourself is that your body begins to feed off its own tissue for fuel. And it can do that for maybe three weeks, maybe four if you've you're doing well. But the body can only last for three days without water. It's funny you never hear of anyone going on a a water strike. Maybe that's happened. I haven't heard of it. It wouldn't last very long. A hunger strike, you buy yourself some time. Water is essential. And Israel wanted no part 
of either a hunger strike or a water strike. And they made that abundantly clear the moment they got into the wilderness. This morning in our Old Testament reading, they grumble at Moses because they need water to drink. In the chapter before, chapter 16, they grumbled because there was no food. And in chapter 15, right after getting through the Red Sea and singing a song of praise to God for their deliverance, they complain that there's no water for them to drink. Each time they complain, each time the Lord provides. Now, what Israel is demanding here doesn't actually seem so unreasonable. They are, after all, in the desert, in the wilderness. I decided this week to look up some pictures of some of the areas around the Sinai Peninsula to see what the terrain looked like. What sort of land would Israel have been walking through? Not very hospitable. A lot of mountains, a lot of rock, dried up riverbeds. Not much to sustain life. That is, after all, what makes it the desert. So they grumbled to Moses, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? See, Israel had apparently already, with such a short memory, forgotten what they had just seen the Lord God do in Egypt. The plagues. The Nile turned to blood. Locusts everywhere. The day turned to night. The death of the firstborn. And of course, Red Sea waters parting in front of them. The question I want you to think on today, that I want you to ponder in your heart here this morning and as you leave today, is this question. When is a desert not really a desert? When does a desert cease being a desert? If you have a Lord who can cause bread to fall from heaven, who can cause water to issue forth from a rock, if you have a Lord who can give you those things, is there really such thing as a desert? Because that's what makes it the desert, is that it's inhospitable. The conditions are too harsh. There is no food, there is no water, but if you have a Lord who defeats your enemies, drowns them under the waters of the Red Sea, gives you food from heaven, and causes water to pour forth from a rock, is it even a desert after all? Israel failed 
in calling to mind what they had seen so shortly ago. That the Lord who had led them into the desert is on their side. Israel's enemies would be many. And they would often seem insurmountable. It would seem impossible to free yourself from slavery. And of course, Israel couldn't free themselves. But the Lord God fights on their side. He goes before them and behind them and waters them in the midst of the harshest desert. Where is it that God's people can go that God is either unable or unwilling to care for them? In other words, is the desert even really a desert if the Lord is your source of strength? It occurs to me that though a water strike would be foolish and probably not very productive, that we are God's, as God's people like to try our best at it. Because you see, our Lord God is a source of living water. It was Jesus himself who in John chapter 4 with a Samaritan woman by a well told her that he had living water to give and the one who drinks of that water would not thirst anymore. If you don't drink from the water, you get dehydrated. Without that water, you will die. Dear friends in Jesus, we have been reflecting throughout this church year on how we are Israel. Their story is our story. They were wilderness wanderers, desert people, who spent 40 years wandering in that wilderness. And the same is true of us. We are in the wilderness. We are in the desert. Are we drinking enough water? In other words, are we receiving Christ as God would have us receive him? Our epistle from 1 Corinthians 10 makes clear that 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 rock which was struck in the wilderness and gave water to Israel. St. Paul tells us that rock was Christ. Christ himself was there in the middle of the desert with Israel to give them water to drink, to nourish them, to sustain them. And though we are living in a desert world ourselves, it's not really a desert 
If your Lord gives you water to drink. Maybe you've had a time where you've gone for a while without water. You've seen what it does to your body. What do you think it does to your spirit when you cut yourself off from Christ? We've tested the limits of that, I say, during COVID. Where out of fear and trembling of what might happen to us, we've forgotten the source of water. The Son's own body and blood given for us. But not just that. I mean, thanks be to God, we are here and He waters us through word and sacrament. Are you meant to go Sunday to Sunday without drinking of the water our Lord gives? If you've not been to the Lord's table in a long time, get there. If you're there, Most of the time, come more often. If you're there every Sunday, drink from our Lord and His Word during your week. I wonder how many of us have Bibles in our homes that are gathering dust on a bookshelf or gathering mildew in a box in our basement when they are words of life and salvation. They are living water. Let me tell you, dear friends in Christ, you can't live without water. You can't live in the desert without water. And thanks be to God, our Lord Jesus Christ goes into the wilderness. He goes to the desert to be with his church that they would never, ever thirst. Why would you not drink? Why would you not receive him in his supper? Why would you not grab onto every opportunity possible to hear that your sins are forgiven and removed as far from you as the east is from the west, as the psalmist says in Psalm 103? Why would you not open his word to be fed, why would you not drink together of that word in your home, with your family, with your loved ones? Why would you not offer that drink to someone you meet who is dying of thirst here in the desert? It doesn't have to be a desert. And it isn't when we receive the one who is the rock. Just as Moses struck the rock with Aaron's staff and water came forth for the people of Israel, our Lord Jesus Christ was struck by the nails of the cross. And both water and blood poured forth from his side when it was pierced by the spear. And he poured out living water for the salvation of Israel for you. When is a desert not a desert at all? When the Lord Jesus is there as an oasis 
for those enduring the scorching heat of this world. That desert is also, as Jesus reminds us in St. Matthew today, it's also a vineyard. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. We are laborers here in the vineyard, here in the desert. They both share something in common. That labor, like the desert, causes thirst. Some of you have gone through a hard day of work and not had water to drink. The best water I have ever tasted in my life, believe it or not, came from an old, dirty thermos. You know those ones that had the little flip-up top on it? They were about yay big. You know what that water was? It was the water my dad brought out in the woods with us when we cut firewood. There were always about 20 ice cubes in that thing, and it was so cold and so refreshing after the heat of a late summer day when we were cutting and hauling firewood for the the upcoming fall and winter. I tell you, water never tasted better than that moment. It is a desert, and the heat is brutal. It is a vineyard. And the work is strenuous. Why would you not drink? Dear friends in Jesus, drink. Drink deeply from the water your Lord gives you. Hear his promises. Hold them in your heart. Speak of them to one another. Share them with those who have not heard, who are dying of thirst. And come again, over and over, to be refreshed. Because in that way, the desert isn't even really a desert. The rock, Christ our Lord, offers you the water to refresh you, and sustain you when the desert seems to be too much. God grant you the hope and the joy and the peace that come from drinking of the living water our Lord Jesus has for you, his dear children. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.